We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Beverly Hills 90210 is rated TV 14. We will not be using explicit language, but many topics discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for children under 14. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. All right, here we are another week on Back to the Peach Pit. Yes. So I would like to give a little shout out to our British Columbia listener. Ooh. So I remember we've talked before about we have a listener in British Columbia, and we're like, ah, whoever you are, drop us a message. She did. Oh, cool. Her name is Miriam. Hi, she Miriam. She seems very sweet. Uh, she was confirming the fact also that, remember a couple weeks ago we were discussing the fact that some of the episodes in future seasons are not on streaming? Yes, not all of them are on Hulu. She could, no, she says streaming at all, it sounds like. Oh, really? She said she thinks there's about 30 to 40 episodes in total throughout all 10 really? seasons that are missing from streaming platforms. That's a lot of episodes. Right? So we're going to have to get the box sets. Obviously. Obviously. Hint, hint, husband. I love you. Hint, hint, husband. Birthday's coming up. Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, um, I thought it was really great, though, that she made sure to, uh, she started off her message saying, you know, hi, I'm the listener from British Columbia. I'm like, yay! Yay! So now yeah. when we see that on the analytics, we'll be able to say, hi, Miriam. <laughs> exactly. We know who it is. Yay! So, anywho, thanks, Miriam. Thanks. Nice to hear from you. Okay, so I just want to pop back in here. I pulled up Miriam's message that we just discussed a couple minutes ago. We paused it, and I wanted to show Hannibal. Miriam, your dog is so cute. I would die for Coconut. Coconut is the cutest She's dog. She's so cute. Oh, my goodness. I, I may be in love with your dog. Thought you should know. Just a little bit. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> so on to our announcement. We have a giveaway going on right now. Yes. So any listeners that drop us a message on any of our social medias mm -hmm. or in an email or through the voicemail link in our episode description, yep. any of those ways, we will send you a free sticker. Yes. And these aren't just like a little sticker, like the old-fashioned 80s, 90s sticker book stickers. No, no. These are like two by three stickers, and they're high quality, like the kind of people put on hydro flasks. Yes, nice ones. But I do ask listeners, make sure to send us... In your message, your mailing address. Because without that, it's going to be really hard for us to mail you a sticker. It's going to be a little bit difficult. So yeah, we want you to be able to get that free sticker. So drop us a message. Tell us something that, about our podcast, something that you've agreed with, disagreed with, something that you would love to see us do differently or add into our routine. We just really would love to hear from you. It's really fun getting to get input from you guys and find out from the people who are actually listening to us what you think of this. Yes. So, you want to get that free sticker. But wait, there's more. Oh, she sounds like an infomercial over there. I love it. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so, for everyone who sends us a message to get the free sticker, you will be entered in to a drawing to win a free either t-shirt or mask. 
All these items will have our limited edition custom logo on it. As of January, February, and March of 2021 will be our profile picture on our pages. You can also, if you choose, you want just to get a shirt, you can go on the link on our blog site and you can buy one yourself. But we would really love to be able to give one person either a shirt or a mask with this logo on it. So everyone who gets a sticker will also be entered to win either a t-shirt or a face mask. Here is our usual spoiler warning. We are about to discuss important plot points, so if you have not watched the episode, go back and watch that now, then come back to our podcast. Or, if you don't care about spoilers, keep listening. Yeah, we like to keep this place spoiler-free, because, you know, Miss Hannibal here has not seen ahead, so uh-huh. it'll be fun. Alright, time for that Hulu description. Season 1, Episode 17, Stand Up and Deliver. Brandon campaigns his way into becoming Class Vice President, and Brenda moves out on her own. That's a terrible description. I hate that Hulu description. Hulu, you suck. <laughs> I mean, I love you because... That's where we can watch 90210. Yes, but whoever writes your descriptions... Needs some work. So on that note, Hannibal, on let me that... hear yours. It's got to be better than that. <laughs> Brandon is persuaded to run for class president, but his campaign team has a disagreement on how he should run and he ends up having a hard time figuring that out for himself. Brenda goes to a trendy new coffee house and meets some new friends that teach her about being on your own in the world. Much better. You know the (laughs) one thing, Hannah, that I like about yours so much better? Well, there's many things, but one of the big things I like so much better than Hulu's description? You have the facts straight. Yeah, he wasn't running for vice president. No. He ran for president. He was not campaigning his way into vice presidency. Mm-mm. It, it was presidency. Junior class president. Yeah. <sighs> Hulu. And I think Goodness putting sakes. Brenda moves out on her own is <laughs> a bit misleading. Yes. Yeah. Which we will talk about we will talk as about we get going. Yes. Later. We ready to get going on this though? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so the episode starts off at school and Andrea is approaching Brandon. She has a proposition. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) His little, your desk or mine. Right? I was like, Brandon. Oh my goodness. Look at you, boy. Oh my goodness. But she is trying to talk him into running for the junior class president. Uh, So Brenda is telling Kelly and Donna that she's just so bored these days. She almost fell asleep in class. And she just feels kind of like, I think everyone's kind of had those times where you just kind of You just kind of feel like... You feel off. You feel off. And you just feel like nothing really seems right. I thought it was hilarious when... I don't remember if it was Kelly or Donna, but when I was like, maybe you have mono. (laughs) I was like, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. But she does not have mono because... She doesn't have mono. I remember when your sister went through mono. Not not the same thing. No, no. Uh -uh. Feeling off and, and a little bored, not the same, babe. Not the same. So then we see Dylan... Um, and he ends up having to tell Brenda, um, they had plans to go to this new club called the Fallout Club, and they don't really specify what, why they're going to this specific club, just they're going, but Dylan is actually going to be visiting his dad in Mexico City, but, which, cool that we know where his dad ran off to now. Yeah, Um, I thought that Dylan wasn't going to know, so that if he was ever, um, subpoenaed, he would have no information. But apparently enough time has passed, he now knows. He now knows. So he's going to be in Mexico City, but he says to give his name at the club and they'll let him in. Or they'll let her in. I completely said that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what has happened to my brain? Take a drink. Thank you. You're welcome. They do mention at one point later on that the Fallout Club was like this hit the hot new place or something like that. Yeah. So apparently it's a new club, it sounds yes. like. So then we look over and we see David walking along with a microphone and he's announcing that Brandon is running. So apparently in that short amount of time, Andrea worked her magic. He's going to run for president. This was the point that was last week's teaser clip. Yes. And you were just like, wait, what? Yes. What's going on? The sister's the last to know. But she's not wrong. Right? I mean, to be fair, Brandon didn't even know until like 10 minutes ago. Valid point. And the only reason David's probably announcing it is because he happened to be walking by and overheard Andrea asking him and then went, oh, you're going to run? I think it's also the fact that David, I mean, he's running some of the debates later on. Yeah. In the episode. So he's the school this, DJ. Yeah, as a school DJ, he just takes, it, like the news reporters, they're involved in these political events. Exactly. At the high school level, the school DJ is the one involved in those political events. Yes. So I just found it so funny that it does seem like such a very short amount of time passed yes. before suddenly Brandon is running. Yes. But the one thing I thought was really telling of Kelly's attitude to the whole episode at this beginning part, and I don't remember if I had this in the clip last week or if it was just after the clip ended, but when Kelly's leaning against the locker and she's like, oh, it's something about it draws her in power. Mm. Literally all Brandon is doing is saying, I'm running for class president. She's like, ooh, she's instantly attracted to him. Yeah, that definitely was also something that I noticed early on, too, and I wasn't a huge fan of that. The Kelly Brandon stuff? Well, not even the Kelly Brandon stuff, because I could see, I mean, as much as I really want Andrea and Brandon (laughs) to happen, I also know that sometimes writers end up making a different decision based on character journeys and such. Yeah. I could see that happening and it working out out at least for a period of time but not if they go into it with an attitude like kelly kind of yeah went towards it she went towards it as if he was just another beverly hills guy yeah not brandon okay so now funny little side note here okay this is something i can tell you part of but not all of okay but our listeners who may have seen all of these episodes in years past and who aren't keeping it spoiler free can know we've talked before about the um twitter page the 90210 hunts page yeah so they're starting a new valentine's hunt Ooh, fun it's really fun and our back to the peach pit page i commented on one of their things one time they were asking who everybody's favorite 90210 couples were and my favorite i cannot say out loud because you do not know about this coupling and pairing because it's years down the road. Okay. But then I put my fellow podcast host is watching it for the first time and is still rooting for the Brandon Andrea thing. Yes. So I put it out there so the world could see it. But yeah, it was really fun because Melanie, who runs that page, she she had a quick like on that one. Oh, nice. I can imagine her thoughts. Somebody who's also obsessively seen all of them just going... Oh, she's at that phase of 90210. Nice! Because, yeah, it's fun just watching you learn this stuff. Experience it all. Yeah. (laughs) So this scene goes back to the Walsh house, and the girls are there to pick up Brenda because they're going to the Fallout Club together tonight. Yes. But they don't just honk. They come in. Normally, they just, like, get up, pull in the driveway, beep, beep, 
as you've heard from our ending clip, it's the standard honk honk that they do throughout the entire show. Yes. Have you noticed that? Every time a car horn honks, it's that exact it's same honk. Beep, beep. It's It doesn't matter which car. Hmm. It's that first one when I it's recorded It's car sound. It, yeah. I swear it's that Mondale. Is that it's like... Burp, burp. Yep. It just doesn't always... Theirs doesn't end with barking. No. Ours ends with barking because Buster thought there was an actual car driving by. Yes. Because that dog. Oh, that puppy. <laughs> All right. So but they, they actually come inside. Yeah, they actually come inside because they want to see Brandon. Mm. And Donna goes over and, like, gives him a kiss on the cheek. And Kelly's flirting heavily. I'm like, really, girls? Brandon looks as confused as we are. Yes, it was great. Poor boy is like, what is happening here? <laughs> Brandon is looking a little disheveled still. Like, something's just off. It's really the only way to say yeah, it. Yeah, I've been there, girl. So she goes upstairs, and she's standing there in the mirror crying. And her mom comes in and is talking to her for a bit. And I did do a screen grab of this. I loved the view of when Brenda is looking at herself in the mirror, and the camera only sees the reflection. You don't actually see her. Right. And then her mom is standing next to the mirror. That's so- actually a very common thing in TV show and movies in general, is using mirrors as a mm-hmm. way of showing that usually that's when a character is either hiding something or there's something that they don't know about themselves because mirrors are very much a self-reflection kind of tool. And it's so true in this episode. It is. Brenda's having a lot of self-reflection in this episode Mm -hmm. and I actually knew that that's how the episode was going to go based on that shot because I'm a bit of a movie nut. So (laughs) Just a little bit. But whenever they show reflections in a mirror like that, especially with a very framed shot like that with Mm -hmm. Cindy behind the mirror and Brenda in the mirror but you don't see Brenda, you just see her reflection. I just thought that was, and I'm not as much of a cashew as you are. <laughs> I call you a cashew because it's my favorite nut, and they're the yummiest nut. They're, yes. they're a little softer and sweeter. They're not as crunchy and weird. You're a cashew. Oh, good to know I'm not crunchy and weird. Nope, you're not crunchy and weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anywho, sorry. So I'm not as much of a cashew as you. Uh-huh. So I didn't know all that kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, but I know how it made me feel. It made me feel that exact same way, which is exactly the point. Well done. Exactly. But... I just loved it so much because you just felt, I don't know, you you just feel. Yes. So many feels. Yes. And honestly, I think everyone's had that kind of a moment where you're like, I don't know why, but I just feel wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a screen grab of that moment because it just, you can see Brenda's face is just puffy from crying and red. But her mom's just smiling at her. And her mom is so excited about Brandon running for president Mm -hmm. that she doesn't take the time to be there for her daughter. No. And that kind of made me sad. Jim yeah. and Cindy were so hyper-focused on Brandon, all about Brandon, yeah. that Brenda was just kind of an afterthought. Yeah, that was a bit of a bummer. So she, one thing she said to her mom, I wrote down this one because it just broke my heart. She said she feels like a phone call that's been disconnected, like she just doesn't belong. Hmm. I'm just like, been there. Poor Brenda. Poor girl. Hmm. So then we're at the club, and this woman is on stage. Her name is Skye, we learn quickly. Yes. And she's just talking. Talking casually, it's it's what you would think of a a little hipster type club. Mm-hmm. It's like the early days of what we know today as very standard stand-up comedy specials kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. at, like at one point I think she says something about we'll talk about anything up here, funny, personal. Yeah, it was something you know, along. It was something like personal confessions, comedy, yes. and stories. You know, just kind of talking, very yeah. performance based. Whatever you feel like going up on stage and talking about, that's what you get to do. 
Yeah, yeah. Brenda totally gets this chick. She just thinks she's hilarious. She's right on point. I thought she was hilarious. Brenda's just like, yes! I'm Like, Brenda was really into it. Mm-hmm. But Kelly and Donna were, were like... not. No, especially Kelly. Donna, she just kind of floats along and does whatever Kelly does still at this point. Mm-hmm. She hasn't really strongly developed her character yet. Yes, and also Kelly doesn't really like the whole comedy thing because oh. she doesn't get the jokes. They're not oh. jokes aimed at people who grew up well off. Like, the one... One joke that was like, about um, you know going to a new school and how you don't want to just you don't want to be a part of a clique you want to be part of every clique and Brenda's just laughing because she's like it's so true and Kelly's like it's not that funny it's not that Ooh, funny Kelly honey yes it is mm. so this scene goes back to the Walsh house. And one thing I've noticed about 90210, you and I have kind of discussed this before, and they, they're getting better at it throughout the season, how it used to feel very bouncy back and forth, mm-hmm. and we're like, can't keep up with the story plot as much. Yeah. You want to you know why that is? Why? Who do, you, who do you think wrote this episode, Mom? Is this an Amy Spies episode? It is an Amy Spies episode. You know, I, I will give her credit, the plot of this episode, I'm actually a fan of. She yes. did good. And I've seen on several other episodes she was a story editor for mm-hmm. other She's finding other proof, episodes. But we typically enjoy like the Dawson's Creek style where they focus on one part of a story, then they move to a whole nother part of the story. It's not this part of a story, part of a story, part of a story, part of a story. Yeah. It's so back and forth. This one was done more smoothly than yes. some. She's starting to get a better groove down of that. Mm-hmm. Well done, Amy. Yes. I, I love I how we... I talk to talk about her like I know her. I don't even know what she looks like. <laughs> I don't know how old she is. No idea. Yeah, no clue. But <laughs> you, well done, Amy. Well done. Yes. Anywho, so we're back at the Walsh house, and Steve is talking about a new girl who always wears orange. I thought that was interesting how they just kind of just casually tossed in this. Last week we saw that Steve was wanting to get back with Kelly again. But then this week... He's getting over Kelly by flirting with some girl who always wears orange. Who only wears orange. Only wears orange. Also, I have to say about this scene, I love how relaxed and comfortable Steve looks in Brandon's room. It shows that he's been there at least a couple of times just to hang out. This is just a hangout spot for him. Mm -hmm. I like that too. Yeah. So Brandon reads to him what he has for a campaign speech so far, but apparently it's too serious for Beverly Hills. Apparently... Apparently Beverly Hills needs more shallowness, less serious politicians. I guess. And that seems to be kind of the theme with a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really all we see there. So we're back at the club now, and Skye's finishing up talking, and Brenda calls her over to compliment her before Jack takes the stage. Would you girls like some coffee? Cappuccino. Um, cafe away with chocolate. Hold this in. Can I just get a Coke? Yeah, you bet. Uh-oh. Here comes Jack. You girls are gonna love him. Hello! It's good to be back here at the Fallout Club. Nice to see all you mutant radiation victims. Uh, whipped cream on mine. Whipped cream on yours. So, what do we have here? The typical California girl, blonde, into the important things, like clothes, makeup. Way too much makeup! Let's get out you know, I love it when people make snap judgments without any information. It can be so much more objective that way. Yeah. Well, let me guess. You tried on 50 jackets, and none of them worked, so you decided to go with this one. Yeah, kind of like you. You tried out 50 jokes, and none of them worked. Oh, God, I'm bleeding. I didn't know she could do that. 
Kelly does not like being called out. No, Mm -mm. no. Kelly's still very upset that Jack called her out like that. Oh my goodness. Which, to be fair, she did kind of just shout at the waitress who had already walked away. Whipped cream on mine. It's like, girl. Girl, go to the lady who was making your coffee and ask her, hey, would you please put some whipped cream on my drink? I mean, a few polite words, like, especially when she knows there's another Mm -hmm. performance about to start. Yeah. You were begging to be heckled there. Right? If if somebody's taking stage and in a small place like that, you cannot just shout out something like that. You can't shout out anything. It's going to be used in the performance. It's a beacon that immediately draws the comedian's attention to you. Yes. But then I love how (laughs) easily Brenda was able to just snap back at him. But see... In that kind of a setting, I'm sure Jack loved that. Oh, yeah. Because it's interaction, the crowd was loving it. That was so fantastic. Brenda's response was just so, like, boom, they're on point. You tried 50 jokes and they didn't work. Oh, it was great. And then when Dawn's like, I didn't know she could do that. And Kelly's like, neither did she. Neither did she. I was like, Kelly. And it's actually from this moment until for the rest of the episode that she actually is she ends up treating brenda differently yes she does for the rest of the episode until the very 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 end mm-hmm. and it started because brenda was interacting with the comedian in a way that wasn't immediately leaving it started because brenda Found became it. her own person mm-hmm. she wasn't just a little kelly follower yeah and we're seeing that glimpse of kelly likes her little followers she likes her minions she doesn't want brenda to stand on her own two feet and be her own person because then she's not her shadow yeah kelly's got a lot of growing up to do she does she does indeed and we see some of that happening in this episode Mm-hmm. so then we go back to the walsh house and the whole family except for brenda is busy 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 making campaign buttons yes which i feel like for a high school campaign for class president i don't know if buttons are necessary <laughs> just gonna put that out there i think the buttons are excessive posters sure but buttons that's excessive and while they're sitting there making buttons brenda's talking about the fallout club and the performances and how she was just able to snap back like that and like she's talking about something she's really excited about and they're just ignoring her yeah they're basically going that's nice dear and then moving on to what's brand what did brandon need us to do I thought it was absolutely hilarious the one point when Brandon got up to go get the door and Brenda was still trying to excitedly talk to her parents and she could tell they were ignoring her mm-hmm. and then she goes, oh, and dad, I'm pregnant. And they both look over her they with stop. this like, excuse me? And she's like, just checking. Just checking. I was like, brilliantly done, girl, mm-hmm. because that's a perfect way to see, are they actually listening to a word I'm saying? Because if she'd said, dad, I'm pregnant, and then they didn't even notice... She probably would have just ended up leaving the room. Yeah, but that actually makes it worse, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The fact they were listening to her and still ignoring her. Yeah. They heard what she was saying. That just, I was yeah. more frustrated with them in this moment. I was very frustrated with the Walshes in general and how they treated Brenda this episode. Yep. I'm frustrated with their treatment of Brenda often. Yeah. It feels like. Yeah. Brenda's your girl. Brenda's my girl. You said something about that, I think, in last week or week before episode. I don't remember. So I'm like, I don't like that about they treated my girl Brenda that way. I'm like, oh, sweetie. I remember editing it, listening to that, thinking <laughs> that was adorable. Yes. <laughs> you can't be hurting my girl Brenda like that. <laughs> That's my girl Brenda. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
You know what's funny is how many people, they were not Brenda fans. Really? I love Brenda's character. I like Brenda's character more than Brandon's right now. I think Brenda's character has actually, not when I say aged, I don't mean like gotten older, but in the time of history, her character has aged the best. The character growth that she has Mm -hmm. has matured well with the times. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the have not matured with the They have times. not. Like, Steve? You could not get away with a character who says the, some of the things that Steve says Mm-mm. in any TV show now. No. No. But Brenda, you see Brenda kind of characters all the time. Yep. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love it. But then Kelly arrives. When Brandon got up to get the door, it was Kelly coming, and she wants to help run his campaign. She's being disgustingly flirty with him. Oh, my gosh. It's it not gross. like a nice flirty. It was like... Sleazy. Sleazy. Ooh, we did not plan that, listeners, no. I promise. I would also like to say <laughs> for the record now, anytime you hear Hannibal and I saying things simultaneously, except for Back to the Peach Pit at the very end of our episodes, everything else if we say simultaneously, we just share a brain. We don't plan that out. It's not planned at all. It just happens. Welcome to our world. <laughs> but then Andrea shows up. Yes. And because she thinks she's running his campaign. She's showing up to help with buttons and to work yeah. on speeches. But then she hears that Kelly is planning to run his campaign. Well, she's not happy about it. No. And, well, Brandon doesn't really step it up and actually no. speak for himself. He has no whole spine bunch. at this point. Not in this episode. Mm-mm. There's a lot of times where I was like, Brandon, just speak up. You're clearly not comfortable with this. Yeah. But he tries to convince them to just work together. There's room for both of you. Is it bad that I thought of a Hamilton reference at that point when watching it? The world is wide enough for both Hamilton and me. <laughs> Burr at the end. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> In case y'all haven't noticed, any, my life is about Hamilton references. Anytime you can make a Hamilton reference and have it actually fit into conversation, I think the rule is you must make a Hamilton reference. And that works. It's perfect. It does work. I literally thought of that when we watched the episode together. Yes. I did love Kelly and Andrea's looks that they share. Oof. When Brandon says, you, there's no room enough for both of you, and they give each other this look like... Is there? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They I, both... That's that look of two girls who both know they're crushing on the same guy. Do you know what makes me the most angry right now, though? Kelly knows. The fact that Kelly... Yeah, Kelly knows how Andrea feels. Mm-hmm. And it was after that... After that episode, the Slumber Party episode, when Andrea bore her soul to them, and she told how she's feeling, from that point on, Kelly started treating Brennan differently and getting more and more flirty with him. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, girl, you cannot just move in because somebody else likes a guy. That's rude. That's Kelly. That's Kelly. She's Mm -hmm. rude. So Brenda comes down the stairs, and she's ready to go to the Fallout Club because that's what apparently she and Kelly were going to do. That's what she thought Kelly was coming over for. And then it turns out that then when Kelly decided to run the campaign and Donna is going to help with the campaign or she had something else going on, then Brenda decides to just go by herself, which is hard to do. It's hard to just do something all by yourself. Especially because it's not the town she grew up in, so she, and she doesn't drive. No. So, and also, also Brenda. it's a place she's only gone to one other time with friends. Yeah. So, but she goes... And it's a little bit quieter of an atmosphere at this point in time, because it's kind of earlier in the day. Yeah. And she goes and she starts talking to Skye, and Skye seems really excited to see her. It turns out Skye actually dropped out at 16, Mm -hmm. and she starts telling Brenda about all these adventures and places she went. Drove across the country with her cousin. Yeah, and then Brenda just goes, 
you've really lived life. And I'm like, that's not the only way to live life. No, it's not, dude. But she has to learn that first. She does. But she now thinks that Skye is the coolest person ever. Yes, she and does. And as what usually happens when Brenda finds something cool, she gets an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So we see how that idea pans out the next day when Brenda goes to school. And I don't know which, if it was the principal, if it was a counselor. I think it was a counselor. A school official of some kind. Brenda's sitting down talking with this lady and tells her that she would like to get her high school equivalency equivalency form. Because apparently she's planning to drop out and get her GED. Ooh. I don't think... I don't think that's a good idea, Brenda. Well, not even that. That's not a good idea, but... Jim and Cindy are not going to like that idea. No. Mm-mm. So the school official tells her that her parents are going to have to sign off on this form, that she can't just do it on her own. And she's like, what are you going to tell them? I'm going to tell them I'm quitting school. She's determined. She thinks that that's just going to work. Yeah, good luck, Brenda. You need a lot more facts and things to present mm-hmm. if you were going to think about quitting school. <laughs> so that's the point we see at the Walsh House Brenda trying to convince her parents to sign off on the form so she can quote-unquote graduate early. Because she says that by getting this, she's not dropping out. She's just graduating early. Is that what she said it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Which, that's how a lot of people look at that kind of high school equivalency, the GED kind of thing, is that it's, especially if you do it the way that Brenda was wanting to do it, where you drop out and then you get your GED. A lot of people think that same way, but it's not quite the same. They, of course, say no. (laughs) Of course. And then we see Kelly is upstairs taking campaign photos of Brandon. Andrea is trying to focus on the issues. But Kelly is like, no, no, we don't need to worry about that right now. Yeah, which Brandon wanted to work on the issues. Yes, he he did. focused more on at least what he wanted to originally, where he wanted to focus on the issues and helping the school. And that's how the campaign he was originally going to run. Yeah. But when Kelly became a part of it, he kind of started changing that. Yep. So we're at school and we see Brenda getting stopped by different people asking, are you Brandon's sister? She's so irritated at this at this point. As someone who went to high school with a younger sister who was on the varsity cheer squad, everyone knew me as Abigail's sister. So I get and it. And you were two years older than and her. And I was two years older than her. I I'll had never teachers. forget. Yeah, her Hannibal's senior year. I had a teacher <laughs> who had never had my sister before call me Abigail. And I was like, you've never even had her as a student. And they're like, yeah, but I know her. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, but I'm the older one. Abigail is a big personality. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know where she gets that from. No idea. It's not like she got it from you and then I taught her how to... Insert cheesy grin <laughs> emoji here. Uh, yeah. Awkward. Anywho. But so I really get why she's just so irritated with constantly being asked. I love when she does the Ferris Bueller's reference. I feel like Ferris Bueller's sister. <laughs> What's the best? Bueller. Because that's such a, at the time, Ferris Bueller's Day Off had, was only out a handful of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe two or three years. That'd be like point. making a Hamilton reference now. And I do that enough. Uh-huh. All right, so back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. 17 tangents later. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly sees David and walks up to start talking to him. waiting at her. She must need something. She needs me. She just doesn't know it yet. David, hi. Um, listen, I really need you. 
Brandon needs a hot campaign video. Something sexy. You can't do it, right? Well, I'd love to, but since I'm broadcasting Thursday's debate, I think it'd be a conflict of interest or something. Gee, that's too bad. See, I was kind of hoping that after the victory party, you and I could go out on a, a, a date or something. I wonder what Geraldo would do in this situation. He'd go for it. Definitely. That just completely shows Kelly's sleaziness about this whole campaign. Mm -hmm. Her aim, which I appreciate her effort into it. I I think her original mentality was she's going to do whatever it takes to help Brandon win. Because she thinks that that's going to make him suddenly look at her and like, wow, you helped me win this campaign. I think was her idea. Flirting with David is even not just flirting with David. She asked David Silver out on a date. (laughs) Kelly Taylor went up to a freshman DJ who everyone at school kind of has that like, oh, he's just sort of the dorky kid, but he's our DJ, so he's cool. And not just any freshman DJ, the freshman DJ who has a very open crush on her, like life-altering crush on her. And she goes up to him and asks him on a date. But I love when Scott just said she must need something when... David was like, wow, she's waving at me. And then as soon as the first words out of Kelly's mouth were, hey, I need you. Well, even better than that was after Scott was like, she must need something. David was like, yeah, she needs me. She, not you, no, Not you, buddy. David. She, she needs something from you. Yeah, that's all it is. Oh, too funny. Oh, funny. Then we see Brenda sitting there. She's trying to, she finally got across the quad area to sit in a spot where people aren't going to come up to her, she thinks. Happens to be right next to a gigantic poster of her brother's face. Because they're everywhere. everywhere. How many did they make? And how long of a time has passed since he decided to run that they were able to make quality big posters like that? Kinko's? Do you even know what Kinko's is? What's Kinko's? Are we going to have to have a talk later about what Kinko's is? No, I think we're just talking about it right now. Kinko's was like a copy store where you could walk in off the street. Like when your dad and I got married in 1997. Seven. I had to think about that. Thank you. When we needed to make copies for things. Like right now people would either just make the copies themselves at home or like go to the UPS store or something. Right. Kinko's was like this huge place. You walk in, there were like the giant photocopiers that they have at schools and like at church lined up on the wall. Hmm. And you make whatever kind of copies you need. They had all the specialty colored papers. They had laminating machines. They had gigantic papers. They had laminating machines? Yeah. You could walk into a... Does this place still exist? In some places in the country, but not here in Montana, I don't think. Bummer. You could just walk in off the street and you could create these things or just make copies of them. They had printers that you could put it in and it would print off big poster-sized things right there like that. And then you take all your prints up to the front counter. They would count how many prints you made and you pay for it. Did you have to, like, pay extra for, like, specialty papers? Yeah, if you used the specialty papers. There was, like, flat rates and stuff for the specialty papers. Yeah. But regardless. I'm sure that's all they did. They went Mm -hmm. to some kind of a print shop. You take your stuff, your picture, and you're like, here's the physical picture I want to use, because keep in mind, it wasn't digital. They went and got a picture printed. We need this one blown up onto a poster. Here's what it wanted to say. They put the typeset together, and they printed it right there in the print shop. And they just, like, 
Sure, hmm. make 50 of them. And then put them everywhere around everywhere. West Beverly. Everywhere. Yes. So Brenda ends up finding a poster next to a bench and sits down. Yeah. And this boy walks up and starts talking to her just very casually. He's just a nice, kind yeah. of normal-looking dude. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a, a guy. A guy. He's mm-hmm. not like one of the... You can tell he's not one of the cool kids. He's not in that crowd. He's just a dude. Yeah. Just and, a guy. But then, like, Brenda tells him about how she's trying to get into, like, the comedy. Yeah. And how... And she tells him, like, where at and... You know, that she's going to be trying to get on the same He's interested and in her. And he's kind of got that, like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. That, that's good for you kind of thing. And then Kelly walks up. Then Kelly walks up. And, and gets... that was the point. This Before Kelly even hardly said a word, this kid was like, bye, Brenda. Bye. He just peaced out fast. Yes. Because Kelly kind of has this aura around her right now of just secretary on a mission. I'm sure at this point the entire school knew that Kelly was running his campaign. And that she would take you down if she, if you got in her way. Mm-hmm. And so this kid, his name is Michael, we find that out pretty quick. Yep. And it turns out, out here. And it turns out he's Brandon's opponent. Yeah. Yeah. Which, in a high school campaign, it's not that big a deal. But Kelly makes it a big deal and gets yes, mad at does. Brenda, saying, how could you hurt Brandon's campaign like that? She apparently thinks Brenda is out to sabotage the campaign. But then Brenda explains, no, he was interested in me. I hated what Kelly said after uh-huh. that. Same. I don't hardly even want to say it. <sighs> say it. Ugh, grow up, Brenda. Yeah. She acts like there's... Get real. Get real. Something along those lines. But just very much like... Like, why, why would, would somebody be... be interested in you? Why would they want to talk to you? Kind of attitude. Ouch. Great thing to say to it's someone like, you call your best friend. Did you just stab her while you're at it? What? Go for it. Probably just won't hurt Just turn her around so you can stab her in the back. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. We're not Kelly fans in this episode, are we? No. I mean, and I love Kelly, but just this episode, I don't like her. I know. Amy spies. Girl, why would you do this to our people? Tisk tisk. <laughs> so we see at the club, and Brenda's back there again. Mm-hmm. The sky's saying how she's going to be going out of town. She needs a house sitter. And Brenda offers to house sit for her. Yeah. That'll be kind of fun. Yeah. I think she needs that peaceful time away. House sitting can be exciting. But then at the Walsh house, watch they're watching Brandon's campaign video. Which Brand is... Brand the man. Brand the man. This was the lamest campaign video ever. Yeah. It's just basically scenes from the show from the last few episodes. And just a few extra just clips of clearly just freshly videoed Brandon doing things. The only words you hear are the very end. Brand the man. Do they say anything else in it? They said, um, he'll deliver. He'll deliver. Brand the man. He'll deliver. But then Andrea questions, deliver what? Yeah. And she gets mad and realizes... Oh. She quits the campaign. She quits the campaign because Brandon's not, turns out, isn't running the, a good kind of campaign. Yeah. I love it when she told him, I almost hope you don't win. And she just left. I was like, oh, Andrea's mad. Mm-hmm. So Kelly's definitely acting like the sleazy politician and she's flirting with him like crazy. Then we see this moment. We know that Brenda is about to go house sit, but she goes up to talk to her parents and she tells them she's moving out. I think that's a good place to take a break. Let's do that. We'll be right back. Yes. Okie doke. Back from break. We're back. We're We're back. back. (laughs) Did we harmonize for a second? I think we did. (laughs) 
I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) And again, not planned. Sometimes our shared brain scares me. Yeah, at least I have some of the brain today. Yeah. Some days we feel like one of us has all the brain and the other one has none. And then sometimes Abigail steals the brain and then we're both stuck. Yeah, she's back to college now, so... She'll be taking the brain back. Yep. And enjoy it while it lasts, girl. <laughs> anyway, back to 90210. <laughs> so we come back to the episode and Brandon is taking over Brenda's room because as we heard just before the break, apparently Brenda's moving out. The parents don't seem to be arguing with this. They don't seem to be mad. It's very odd at this point. When like, they come what? back from, because at that point in the episode, there was an ad break or like commercial break. And then it comes back, and Brandon's just taken over Brenda's room. It was very shocking. It was just like, wait a minute, did they actually let Brenda just move out? But then Jim and Cindy, they say that they're letting her go because it's only for three days. And they're hoping that if they give her some space, it'll make her want to come home. That's reasonable. But I also love that they really do just let Brenda have her space. Mm -hmm. But also Cindy is very knowledgeable, and she's like... Um, at least the apartment's in a good area. And we can drive by and check on her anytime. Yes. Total she knows exactly moment. what area this apartment is in uh-huh. and how safe it is. So they are <laughs> looking out for Brenda, but they're also realizing that this child, she needs to have the reins loosened a little bit. She needs to be able to, to spread her wings. Yes. Not necessarily fly off. Don't trim her wings. Mm-mm. That's just going to make her want to jump the coop. But let her spread her wings. Let her fly off. She'll come back on her own. Yes. So we're at Skye's apartment, and she gets the keys. Skye leaves. And Brenda is just loving this. You could see that. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's trying on Skye's hats and, you know, clothes. clothes and curling up on the bed to you know, watch TV. I don't know. She's doing doing stuff that's just Just her. eating snacks on the bed. Not having to worry about anybody else. Exactly. And honestly, those are some of the same things that I think everybody did the first time they were left home alone as a teenager. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm gonna eat snacks on the bed and leave crumbs because I don't care. I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> so then we see at school, Brandon's walking around the next day shaking hands and just with everybody. With everybody and I know we don't normally use explicit language, but he says the same phrase to everybody he shakes hands with. This is a specific quote from the show, so we're not considering it explicit language because we're quoting the show. Can I quote it? Go ahead. Brandon Walsh, damn glad to meet ya. Or damn sure glad to meet ya. Yeah. Something like that where it's just like, man, I'm gonna say the same thing every time. Every single person. He shakes their hands. Complete strangers in the hall. They're just walking along and he stops and shakes their hand in the middle of it. And I'm like, Wow. What? You are becoming quite the politician there, boy. What? <laughs> so then we look over and we see Brenda and Andrea at the lockers there. Yes. Brenda Brenda's the cutest. Did we just almost do it again? <laughs> we did almost do it again. What the heck? The you go. cutest outfit. I want this dress. So cute. And the hat is so darling. It's just, yes. I love the whole outfit. I did take a screen grab of perfect her and then also of her and Andrea. I don't know which one I'm going to like better. We'll see. One of them will be on the blog. Yes, on the blog we'll put the pictures on there, but it was so cute. I was literally was watching the first time like, man, that's a cute outfit. My first thought is that would look so good on Hannibal. I want one of those dresses. Yes. But then Kelly comes up and calls Brenda's outfit Hippie Hippie Witch. And she says it's so out and that her wearing it is going to hurt Brandon's campaign. How is her wearing a dress going to hurt his campaign. 
I don't get that. That, that, made that makes no sense. No sense. She's so, just ragging on Brenda yes. because she's mad at Brenda for some reason. Yes. And it's it. I don't think it has even anything to do with Brandon's campaign. I don't think so either. Uh, so then we go and Brenda's heading back to the apartment because she's got to go and feed Sky's fish. And she gets to the apartment and the door is open. Ooh. And at first I was like, oh no, Brenda forgot to lock the door and now Sky is getting robbed. No, Yikes. no. All of her things are getting repossessed. Yeah. Because Sky has no money. And so when you have no money to pay your debts, they take your things. Especially if you buy... Like, I, I, the scene actually reminded me a lot of Friends. Mm-hmm. When Joey went on the big spending spree. Yes, when he moved out into his own apartment. Mm-hmm. And then the people come back and they have a list of the credit card statement of everything purchased. And it's like, well, if you're not going to pay the bill, we're taking back all of these things that you purchased. Yes. That is what's happening. I don't know if that happens anymore here in this century. I don't know. But it was a very 90s thing. I remember that happening. Really? I mean, I've heard of, like, that happening where... People get their cars repossessed, their homes, but... Yeah, but Their belongings? That's a lot. Like, these podcast mics that I bought. If I'd bought these on a credit card and then couldn't pay my credit card, they're just going to send me to a collection agency. Right. They're not going to come into my house and take the microphones back from me. Yeah. I don't know. It was... It 90s. seems... I don't know, the 90s. But then Jack shows up, and she's <laughs> obviously... A Franco-American spaghetti. <laughs> yes. But she's very clearly distressed, Ooh, because yeah. she's house-sitting for someone, and suddenly all of Skye's things just got taken. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, after day one. Sky is still gone for a couple more days. Sky barely is left. Yeah. Jack does not seem surprised by any of this, though. No. And so he says, well, we'll make this can of spaghetti. But then it turns out the gas got shut off. Say, it's a gas stove. Because it's a gas stove. And there was no microwave. So we will romanticize and dream of a romantic... We will dream of a romantic dinner. And the whole time I'm still thinking, girl, did you forget your boyfriend is in Mexico City? See, I don't think that was... Jack actually flirting with Brenda. You don't think so? Okay. No, I think... Your sister was really worried about Brenda's see, intentions in this episode mm-mm. when see, I watched her. See, my whole thing with Jack's character, he's very much got that, like, older brother kind of personality about yeah. him, where, I mean, even when he's interacting with Skye, yeah. where Skye's like, I need a house sitter, and she, like, looked over at Jack, and he's like, uh-uh, not after last time. He's kind of got that, he's everybody's buddy. He's very much, like, yes. the Joey character. Yeah, you know? for sure. So that's just, I think, what it is. And he's trying to make her feel better about the fact that she's never had this kind of experience before. Yeah. And she's a little bit freaked out. There's so he, a knock on the door. Yeah, it's Kelly. She brought the entire campaign party that was supposed to be at Donna's house. But when Donna's parents saw how many people they invited, like, no, 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 go away. And so they just show up at Sky's apartment where Brenda is. And including Brandon is like, well, why didn't you offer the apartment in the first place? Treating Brenda Horribly. Horribly. I was extremely disappointed, mm-hmm. especially in Brandon. Yeah. Where at one point he and Kelly were side by side, basically yelling at Brenda for not being a doormat and letting them do whatever they wanted because mm-hmm. it was the campaign. And then Kelly gets mad because there's no food in the fridge. It's like, okay, one, she just walked into this house herself, this apartment. And two, she didn't know you were coming. So it's not like she knew to stock the fridge. No. Then they try to plug in a TV <laughs> to be able to play the campaign video because the new campaign video. the new campaign video to try Ooh. and like bring the mood of the party up but then they blow <laughs> the power out 
And then they just decide, nah, we're just going to leave now. They're all looking down on Brenda as they leave, talking about how it's low-rent city and mocking the apartment and mocking Brenda as they're leaving. Mm-hmm. I think the only one who wasn't openly mocking Brenda was David. Donna wasn't either. Donna wasn't either. Donna was kind of just going with the flow. She comes out and she tells Brenda, we're going to all go to the peach pit. Wouldn't that have been the smarter plan to do? Just start with just going and bringing Nat some business at the Peach Pit. Right? Even why before Donna's parents' place. Yeah. Why wouldn't Brandon have thought of that? It's his campaign. Because I don't think Brandon is thinking very much. No. He's just along for the ride. Because he doesn't have much of a spine when it comes to some of these things. No, he doesn't. Especially Mm-mm. with Amy Spice's writing. I went there. Sorry. Ooh, moving on. <laughs> So it's the next day, and we're at the school, the debate is about to start, and Brandon wants to talk about the issues, and he's like... He goes up to Michael. No, no, this isn't before he goes up to Michael. He and Kelly, when they were, like, using a lint roller on his coat, and he's just like, I I think we should talk about the issues and where I stand, and Kelly's like, wait till you get in office before you start talking about that. First, you gotta win. Kelly, how are people gonna want to vote for him? How are you gonna win this if people don't know what he stands for? See... She's treating it like a popularity contest. Yep. Whereas if if you treat it like it's an actual campaign Mm -hmm. and treat it the way it's supposed to be, where it's supposed to be practice for people who want to go into things like politics or, you know, looking good on college applications Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. People who actually want to be involved. You mean people like Michael? Yeah, people like Michael. So that's when we see Brandon and Michael talking before the debate. and It seems like it's mostly an empty room. The, yeah, people or, haven't been brought into the debate room yet. It's just the... Just the two of them in there, getting their stuff. They're, it's like they kind of got allowed in to shake hands, have a polite greeting before all the classmates are allowed in. Yes. And Michael seems so determined that Brandon is just going to win. Yeah, he's like, I've done this so many times. I've, I've lost, lost these so many... I know you're going to win by, I'd guess, about 80% of the votes you're going to get. Yeah. And he kind of has that, like, you're a good guy, and... As soon as he finds out that Brandon actually cares about issues, yeah. he's like, well, and there are these issues that I want to get taken care of, but no one ever wants to take care of them. So when you win... When you win, you can do these things. Now, I'll basically saying... It almost sounds like he's saying, like, I'll help you. Yeah. and Because he still wants those issues to be fixed. The way he said, I've never seen anyone run a slicker campaign. Because like, people, oh. like, pretend like they're going to run a slicker campaign. But, but that, was, that actually was a very... And the way he said slicker campaign, you know, in political terms, that's not a compliment. Mm-mm, it is not. But then they're up for the debate. And that's when we get to hear about this. Mr. Walsh, your proposals, please. Uh, <clears throat> my first order of business will be to get rock bands every Friday at lunch. <laughs> Well, uh, contact the bands. Uh, it's a little more complicated than that. There are releases and, and permits and uh, insurance. When I was assistant activities committee chairman, I uh, brought bands in for the proms. Uh, are you aware of all the red tape involved? No, not really. But you are. 
does that that was the most precious thing honestly michael's face when brandon just reached across the way to give him a handshake mm-hmm. and like his face of you're throwing your support to me he just could not believe it and uh-uh. that moment when the camera panned over to kelly this is not in the script it's like, no he's yeah, no, intentionally he's going off doing script. the right thing it's kelly. doing he's doing what i think wanted to do from the very beginning I think Brandon yes. would have been much happier assisting in a campaign. Yeah. Or helping someone else who helping is Helping car- Andrea win. Helping Andrea win. That would have been the kicker. That would have mm. been great. Oh, yeah. Because it turns out, originally, Andrea was going to run, but she chickened out and decided yeah. she wanted Brandon to run in her place. So, Kelly, after this, we see the, the kids hanging out in the hall. And Kelly kind of tries to make up with Brenda a little bit. You can see that suddenly... I. I think maybe a light bulb went off in Kelly's head, like, yeah. I've been kind of a jerk. Hmm. Hmm. So she tries to make with Brenda, but Brenda's, and Brenda's being very gracious here. I was like, well done, Brenda. <laughs> just very kind and gracious, just like, yeah, th- thanks, but I already have plans. I think that did shock her. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> this is a short one, it's just <laughs> so funny. So, Cal, seeing something wet, just you, me... Campaign debt nightmare begins. Campaign debt nightmare. I was like, oh my gosh, Kelly, you deserve that nightmare. You deserve the nightmare. You have just a little bit. You have earned your nightmare. And because I know that David's not going to be too bad of a nightmare. No, he's not going to be a gentleman. He's going to be nice to her. He's. It's not like he's going to go and treat her terribly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's going to treat her like a queen oh, on yes. this date. Oh, he you will. You will for never sure. be more spoiled than on a date with a teenage boy who thinks that this teenage girl he has a crush on is the coolest person to walk the planet. Walks on water, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Then we go back to the Walsh house. Brenda's there to grab some stuff, and Jim and Cindy are just so excited to see her. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, though, Cindy's outfit was so, so cute. cute. She's really kind of becoming a little bit more Beverly Hills than I think Yes. season... Imagine episode one, Cindy. Compared to now, total different woman. Oh, yeah. I mean, her she's hair, like... Her hair, her outfit. She's been planning parties, and she's so yes. fashionable. I took a screen grab of that outfit, because when I first saw it, I'm like, wait, what? The more I look at it, the more I'm like, that's so cute. It's so cute. Love it. So I'll put that on the blog as well, because... For sure. I we just gotta... love seeing Cindy like this, coming I mean, out of her shell. Oh, yeah. So then we go back to Sky's apartment, where Brenda's heading in, and the door's open again. Oof. Oh no. And it turns out that Sky's back. Yeah. Brenda's trying to apologize about everything, and Sky reassures her that it's not her fault. Nope. And tells her that the true family crisis of why she had to leave for three days was because she needed money. 
And she tells Brenda, it's hard living on your own. Yeah, I loved that moment because Brenda needed to hear that. She did. And I think it's something that a lot of people, especially young teenagers who think that they want to just spread their wings and go out on their own, don't take the time to think about actually the logistics of it. No. It's really hard to first be out on your own. Yes. I remember when you moved into your first apartment. Uh Uh-huh. It didn't go well. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, I thought you were going to drown in life, adulting. Yeah, I mean, just even just the, like, routine of keeping up with bills (laughs) is a lot sometimes for, you know, young adults. And I, because I think the problem is, is that not as many parents remember to teach their kids how to be adults. Yeah. So, and I think, but Brenda really needed to hear that from Skye. She would never have listened to it from her parents. Not at all. Mm -mm. Not at all. Not with her personality. (laughs) So we find out why Brenda couldn't go out with Kelly that night, because she has a slot to perform at the Fallout Club. This is a long clip. It is a long clip. It, I, I clipped, I don't know if I clipped the entire thing or almost the whole entire thing of Brenda's speech and what she said, but it really showed her character growth. I yes. think it's worth it. And keep in mind that when, during this clip happening, the family's coming in and they're seeing her on stage yes. performing for the so first time. They come in like one sentence into it, like one line into it they walk in. I don't, I never quite figured out, did she see them right away? I don't know if she did. I don't think she did. So she's just performing. This is just what she was planning to say, but they got to see her, which was really neat. I, uh, I was thinking of taking my high school equivalency test, getting my own place, being oh so independent. Where do I shop? Moms. Hey, the price is right. You know, you think when you leave, they're going to run after you. Well, think again. My brother, my twin brother, my other half, takes over my entire room. Double the space, double the pleasure. My parents are freaked about my absence. Do they yell? No, they're nice. Maybe want to say, wait, I don't want to grow up yet. You know, being on your own doesn't necessarily mean having your own place. It's about being your own person. It's pretty easy to glom onto someone else, but the problem is that once you're inside that person, no matter how cool they are, you just want to say, Ugh, wait, let me out, I want me. (laughs) You know what? I think I found me right up here. So I've decided not to put my high school career on fast forward. I need some practice being my own person before I'm actually on my own. I love that quote. Yes. Being your own person isn't the same as being on your own. Exactly. Like that's, I have to figure out how to be my own person before I'm on my own. Yeah, because if you're trying to do both of those at the same time... It's really hard to figure that out. It's You're going to fail, sadly, on one of them or the other one of them. And it's just because it takes so much mm-hmm. attention for both of those things. Yeah. But once you figure out how to be your own person, yeah, you can really thrive being out on your own. Very well said, Annabelle. Yes. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> so we only have a couple more minutes of the episode left here. Ooh. Of the TV episode. We still yes. have our stuff. <laughs> Brandon moves back home. Back home. And she's basically going to kick Brandon and all of his campaign junk out of her room. 
But there's still a poster hanging there. And she's standing on the bathroom door. door. The bathroom door. The that Jack and Jill bathroom. Of the so bathroom when you're door. in the bathroom, you see Brandon's face. Why would he want that? I'm going to guess his dad put that there. That no, sounds like a That dad. sounds like a gym thing. That sounds like a gym thing. But she's standing there. She grabs a marker and asks him to autograph it for her. And he signs it. And then draws a little mustache and, and goatee, goatee on himself. <laughs> I did do a screen grab of the two of them standing there smiling with a signed and goateed poster behind. Yes. I'll put that on the blog, too. And because the thing about siblings is that they didn't need to have a converse, an actual verbal conversation of him saying, sorry I treated you that way, yeah. I shouldn't have done that, I've been a jerk... He didn't, they didn't need to do all of that. They're practically the same person. They already knew those thoughts in each other's Exactly. Minds. And so just being able to say, will you autograph this? And then <laughs> make, drawing a funny face on it is enough of... Just so great. So oh, yeah. Great. So that's the entire episode, but don't go away yet, listeners. I don't know, tune out. Don't mm-hmm. tune out because you're definitely going to want to hear me discuss the teaser clip with Hannibal in a few minutes. But first, ratings. So, this episode, Hannibal. Yes. It's an Amy Spice episode, but I think it's my favorite of all of her episodes. That really? I've... No. What do you give it on the 10 Peach scale? It's not as great as last week, and it's not as great as ones to come, but it's not as horrible as the other Amy Spice episodes. I think I'm going to go with a 6. Just a a 6.0. So, it's not horrible. I did like Brenda's character growth mm-hmm. and development in this one. I, I loved, loved that. that. But there was so much other stuff about this episode that, like, everything else. (laughs) Everything but Brenda stuff about this episode, I wasn't a fan of. I didn't like how the characters were. Kelly's character, Jim and Cindy's characters. I didn't like how they were written in this one. Mm -mm. The one thing I found is a common thread throughout, I think, pretty much all the Amy Spies episodes that we've noticed. The ones that she's the head writer on. What are up to now? I don't even know. I don't even know. I've lost track. <laughs> but of the Amy Spies ones where she's the head writer, almost all of them we don't like the way Cindy is written. Mm-mm. And this one we included Jim in it too. We didn't like the way Jim and Cindy were written. Or Brandon. Or Kelly. Or Donna. Yeah. It was just weird. I apologize, listeners, if you heard my dog whining in the background. Sorry. I think Hamilton's done, or it's towards yeah. the end, she's not as happy. We're, but yeah, I didn't like a lot of their characters yeah. written in this episode either. And sometimes that just happens with shows. Usually moments where you're like, that seemed really out of character. Yeah. I liked the plot. I liked the yes. plot idea. I liked how it all ended up wrapping up in a nice little bow at the end. Yes. I loved Brenda's character, and that's why it got a six and didn't go <laughs> way lower. Yeah. But it definitely wasn't good enough to go higher. Mm-mm. Mm. What do you think, Hannibal? You know, I'm actually going to rate this one a little bit higher than you. And really? I'm actually, I'm actually going, like, 6.5. Nice! Because, same thing like we just talked about, with, I loved Brenda's character in mm-hmm. this. And I felt really connected to it personally. Her yeah. journey of learning to be on your own, but learning that being your own person is something different. Yeah. And learning how to do those things. And I just, I really appreciated a lot of that. I loved Skye. She was really fun. Yes, she was. I wish she would be a recurring character, but I doubt it. Nope, she's not. This is the only one she's in. I just think she's got that very fun big sister, cool aunt kind of personality of just, she's seen some cool stuff. And I really, I think she was just what Brenda needed. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And so I gave this one a 6.5, just a little bit higher. 
when I was watching this episode, I kept thinking, man, Sky looks so familiar. So I looked up her filmography on IMDb and I'm like, it's not like there's really hardly anything that I would have seen her in to mm-hmm. really recognize her. But I could not shake the fact that she looked so familiar. Then I looked at the trivia on IMDb. Okay. And her mom is Carol Burnett. Do you know As in Miss Hannigan? Miss Hannigan. From oh, Annie. From the old... The, the good Annie. The good Annie. That's her mom. Oh my goodness. That's why she looks familiar. Because she Think looks like Miss Hannigan. Think how she moves her mouth. Yeah. Oh, that explains so right? much. See... To me, I just couldn't help but think, like, she looked like Me- young Meg Ryan. I could see that, too. I yeah. could see similarities She's there. got the same look as Meg Ryan had in, like, like when Harry yeah. met Sally era. Yeah. You know? All right. So, yeah. while I was on IMDb, would you like to know what IMDb people averaged this episode at? I would definitely love to hear what people 6. rated 6.1. 6. 6.1. So, we're not far off. No. They're pretty... They didn't like it too much, either. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the point, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm going to play for Hannibal the teaser clip for next week. But I would like to preface it with something. Next week's episode is a little heavier of a topic. Okay. There are some fun and light and exciting points, but there it's a heavier topic, especially in the fact that Shannon Doherty, as a teenager, is having this conversation. You guys, what's the difference between malignant and benign? Um, benign is like harmless, is it? I think so. So malignant's bad, like a malignant tumor is the bad kind, right? Yeah. Kelly, what are you reading? It's this test for breast cancer. You know, checking yourself for lumps. Kelly, that's something my mom does. I mean, we don't have to worry about that stuff at our age. Thank God. I know, but it says here that it's never too early to start the habit. So as we... As anybody who follows Shannon Doherty, the actress who plays Brenda's life, she's battling breast cancer off and on throughout her Mm. adult life. And she's battling it right now. Oh, okay. And this episode, when she was a teenager, she played the character of Brenda. And the conversation of breast cancer is very prominent in this episode. Okay. So grab a tissue, sit down, and watch this episode. It is beautifully done. I remember it very well. I like it. But it's also... Going to be a rough one to get through. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be as much laughter next week. It's going to okay. be a little more serious. Well, I think on that note, I think we got to head out of here. You betcha. We're going to have to catch you guys next week on... Back, Back to the, the Peach Pit. Pit! Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help us out a lot. You can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode. Thanks to pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band.